0: Welcome to Light in the Darkness,
1: Off Topic.
2: Off Topic episodes are a sub series within the Greater Light in the Darkness podcast where Daniel and I sit down and we have conversations that stray away from our normal supernatural and paranormal fare. These are our daily conversations. The only difference is this time we have a microphone in front of us and we're recording so that you have a chance to take a listen.
0: So consider yourself invited to the digital campfire, if you will. The microphones are on, the coffee's hot, the chair's not so comfortable, and neither is today's topic for that matter, which is healing from church hurt. Although we will be talking about many different forms of church hurt, we would like to take a moment to let you guys know what we won't be talking about. What we're really not referencing in most of our comments, stories, and... Thanks tonight is sexual abuse. This is very serious, and if this has or is happening to you or actively happening to someone that you know, we encourage you to let authorities know, somebody with a badge, somebody with a title. And if this is happening to you, if you want to reach out, we would love to partner with you in prayer. And also, we encourage you to seek counseling and really let the Lord heal your heart and all these wounds that have happened as a result.
2: So, Daniel, healing from church hurt. This is a big topic. And in discussion, we've tried to approach this from a bunch of different directions. And, dear listener, we're going on hour four of trying to record a 20 minute conversation about church hurt. And honestly, we are believing that the Lord is going to do something good and he is going to help us to minister to you and just love on folks that have been hurt. We hate that our brothers and sisters in Christ are hurting because of the church, because of people in the church, because of pastors, because of church members, because of congregations, and we've both been victim to church hurt. I just want to say I'm sorry that you're going through that, and we love you. And in discussing this subject, I think We've both kind of come to the conclusion that one of the things that really helped us navigate church hurt and heal from it is the realization of what the source of this church hurt truly is. You see, the enemy, Satan, (laughs) all his little cohorts, they try to convince you that the problem is the church, the problem is the pastor, the problem is.
0: You sometimes even tries to convince you that the problem is you, that you are in the way or that you're not good enough, rather, or that you may feel that God birthed that in you, but you'll never do that. Try to rob you if you're calling before it's even yours, whether that be through a thought in your head or a person. Too often we blame everyone and everything else at the church, whether it be the pastor, you know, the kid's pastor. The guy waving the cones in the parking lot as you're trying to park because you really wanted that spot, but he keeps waving you down so you angrily still park there. <laughs> <laughs> and then stare at him without blinking all the way as you walk past him. Not that I ever did that. Never. Knew. You? Nay. And they knew it every Sunday. I don't know why that <laughs> cone was there, but boy. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a cone when you were done with it. Nope. And my car sat like three inches off the ground. It was slammed on purpose. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Fire me. I work for free. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs>
2: back to the actual point here. What Daniel and I are trying to say is the enemy will try to point to everything and everyone to being the issue and what's causing your pain and what's hurting you instead of you being able to see that it's actually Him. And church hurt can reach into so many different areas of your life. There's this giant web, and various people get stuck on it in different areas. Some people get hurt because so-and-so spoke to them wrong, or some people get hurt because so-and-so didn't speak to them right. Some people get hurt because pastors abuse them, and some people get hurt because pastors neglect them. Different things happen And what we can't see is truly at the center of all this web of hurt is a big old ugly spider who is trying to get you stuck and keep you from moving forward without you ever even seeing him. And the way he
0: does that typically is through some sort of pain because we grasp it and that's all we focus on. And you're right. We then lose the growth. Through that pain, it's like, again, trying to rob you of this thing God has called you to do at this church. He'd rather you be upset every time you go there than focus on taking a new step with the Father this Sunday or this Wednesday. You're still focused on what happened a couple Sundays ago, some form of trauma, whatever it was. It was said to me one time, it's so hard to drive your car if you're just staring in the rearview mirror the whole time. If you're just really focused on that pain that happened in your past, I agree. You're just at a standstill. And that's what he wants. He wants you stuck in that web of which you speak.
2: And we get stuck in the pain, but there's a word. Sometimes we don't look at it this way, and it's hard. And this might not sound perfect, but sometimes it's just growing pains. And it, it, it's uncomfortable. It hurts, but we are on this process of becoming more and more and more like Jesus. The church is the body of Christ. We are being conformed into his image. We are in the process of sanctification, growing, becoming more like him. And we're surrounded by other people that are on that same journey. So, while people are getting all the things in their own heart and in their own lives fixed, they're going to hurt each other. Misunderstandings, abuse, all these different things happen. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Pain is not the point, but it, unfortunately, is often part of the process.
0: I feel like so many times pain would turn into a grudge I know we said we weren't going to do it, but it's such a good quote, you know. Pain leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Suffering ultimately leads to the dark side of the Force. I know Corey wants to throw his microphone, but to a degree, I agree, you know, with with Yoda. But that's just it. When we're part of the body and we're doing life together, it's so much easier to be with like-minded people. You know, it's like when there's a wounded... lamb or antelope or something in a pack and they're running the wolves will seek out the wounded one the weak one the slower one or in our case the one with church hurt honestly he wants to get you off by yourself and then sink his teeth into you or in his case tell you you're nothing or your calling's kaput and then get you stuck back in that web you're frozen now worse you're isolated. See, that's the beautiful thing about being part of the body. We help each other forward. We're like-minded individuals with a kingdom mindset, you know, trying to take new ground for that kingdom. But that's just it. We're always moving forward. So when you're isolated and you're stuck and you're back there slowly but surely, you'll cut off these relationships. You'll stop answering the text messages and the phone calls. All of a sudden, you're not part of that Facebook group. And you start agreeing with those thoughts that the enemy's putting in your mind. They don't like you anymore you're not part of that. You're not called to do this. For me, you know, that that was one of the hardest parts of my life because that that's when my safe place wasn't safe. It's kind of cheesy to say, but, you know, when things were kind of in turmoil at home, church was my safe harbor. You know, the waves were out there, but I could come into the harbor and be all right. So then when transition and crazy things start happening at church, all of a sudden I have no idea what to do because... As we've talked about for about the fifth or sixth time now, I had these standards in my mind of no one at this place is going to hurt me. No one is going to mess up. Every one of these people is called by God. And therefore, in my mind, they were infallible. They will do no wrong. And that was a horrible, horrible mindset to go into it with. But it's all I knew. Hey, everybody. This is Daniel from Light in the Darkness podcast. Well, it's been a year and a half now, and we just wanted to say thanks. Really do appreciate you guys. I got a button. It's lighting up. Hey, Cor? Core, you want to look at this? It's more the, the tech guy. All right. Um, I'm going to hit it so it'll stop. You know what? I know what this is. I know why he's not here. He's out in the field, which means I have to start up this antiquated equipment. Well, guys, I don't know what Corey's about to tell you, but he is in the field somewhere. And uh, let me see if I can start this bad boy up and hear what he's got to say. I think it's a pull start. Yeah, it's been a while. Should be working out. Oh, a choke. (laughs) Yeah, run, baby! All right. Speaking of run, I'm gonna go open a window so I don't get high off these gas fumes, and uh, let's see if this thing can still do its job and send you out the core. Here he is.
1: This just in, folks. I've got late-breaking news! Corey and Daniel have been working hard over this past year and a half to faithfully bring you amazing content on Light in the Darkness, and they have now made the decision to launch a Patreon channel. This will give you, the listener, an opportunity to subscribe with a monthly fee so that you can support the show. Now, what in it for you, you may be asking, and that is a delightful, wonderful, and wise question. Well, while the boys have many thoughts and ideas that would be very fun for their members, one thing they will be promising you is periodic members only content. The first episode of which we'll be releasing on May the 1st, 2024. This episode will be a wonderful round table with two of your favorite former guests, Vicky Joy Anderson and Dark Waters James Williams, where they will be discussing with the boys the topic of spiritual warfare. And, dear listener, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to get involved, but I simply must be running. I am going to pass it back to Daniel in the studio.
0: Oh, good. I got to shut this thing off. Man. Tell you what, gas fumes will do it to you. <laughs> but anyway, guys, if I think I heard that correctly. This is live now. Go sign up. First episode drops May 1st. You're going to love it. How do you sign up, you say? Well, you go to patreon.com slash litdpod. Too much? Thought so. It's down in the show notes. We made it nice and easy for you. We love you guys. And until next time, take care, y'all.
2: So what I'm hearing is that you were hurt and then that led you, like you're identifying with isolation just from knowing your testimony. Sure. You kind of went into a season of isolation and back to one of the previous points. Again, all this is from the enemy, right? Yeah. Like, so let's keep that in mind. If we're isolated and we're part of the body of Christ, what good is a hand if it's detached from the rest of the body? What good is one little colon sitting there or a kidney that's not (laughs) attached to anything? It's not actually doing its purpose. That's the enemy's whole point. I love how you bring up the point of your safe place not being safe. And part of the reason that it's not safe is because you had unrealistic expectations of what safety was. And I think that that's another big part of where churches come from, unrealistic expectations. We like to take our church family, and we like to take our pastors, we put them on this pedestal Mm -hmm. that they cannot possibly live up to. And I can tell you that part of my own hurt was from putting my old pastors on a pedestal on the same level as God and expecting them to be able to treat me the way God would treat me. And ultimately, that's what we're all aspiring to, right? Well, my expectation that they would do that for me and be perfect in it led me to being hurt because we're all human. We're going to make mistakes, and we're going to hurt each other. And that's where I had to learn in my healing process new steps in my love walk and learning more and more and more about how to walk in love. I had to recognize that I had made these unrealistic expectations and adjust those for my next pastor. I had to adjust those for the next church I went to. You see, a lot of people, if they don't get in isolation, they're going to take all that hurt that they had, and they're just going to take it to the next place. And then they're just going to get hurt again, and then they're going to take it to the next place, and they're just going to get hurt again. So, that's another strategy of the enemy. If he can't get you to isolate by yourself, he's going to get you to isolate within a church because you're just going to keep getting hurt and hurt and hurt because you're putting unrealistic expectations and things that people cannot possibly live up to.
0: I think part of that going along with the unrealistic expectations is for those of you who are new, see off topic six, forgiveness. So part of those expectations is when people mess up because they're people and they will try to walk out forgiveness, you know, and there's this freeing aspect to it. It makes it so much easier to there and walk in love. That's part of it. You know, I think a big thing in churches is grudges. It's huge. It's nasty. It's like a pebble under a scab. It keeps moving around, keeps tearing everything up. And, you know, with forgiveness, then that's not a problem anymore. With forgiveness, you know, there's the old saying, turn the other cheek. Well, I had a pastor, (laughs) youth pastor a long time ago, and he said, you know, well, you've got four cheeks, so I expect at least that from you, at least four times. It's so much freeing when you take a step back anyway and go, well, I'm not even in control. God's in control. I'm not even the captain of this ship at best. Maybe I'm the cabin boy. Maybe, maybe I get to mop up after everybody goes to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like God is in control. And because of that, it's freeing in moments of absolute stress and chaos you know it happened little for me back then but as an adult now it's almost just like you know what lord i give this to you that your burden is easy and your yoke is light i believe the word says you know don't don't walk around being the angry church member be a forgiveness machine if anything
2: and some people get hurt by the church and then they feel like They have to watch the church burn. (laughs) They have to watch that pastor (laughs) suffer the way he made them hurt or she made them hurt. And we have to also, in recognizing that God is in control, we have to understand that vengeance is the Lord's. And we have to fully let go of our need to see that individual who hurt you be hurt. Even if honestly, looking at their actions, you say there is no way this person deserves like they deserve punishment. That is not yours to give out. And it's hard because sometimes people get stuck in this loop of wanting to watch the other person's life. And then, well, they haven't they haven't suffered yet. They haven't suffered yet. And for years they carry that. And it's like, where is the fairness God? And this is what they did to me. They should be reaping what they sowed, right? We have to understand that the God we serve is the God of vindication, and he has eternity to handle the person that hurt you. He has eternity to work out things in them. So, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. We need to have that perspective. He is in control. He will fix what is wrong. Even if he doesn't do it until Jesus comes back, he is going to fix what is wrong with the church.
0: He is going to. You don't have to. I think so many times in my life – Like exactly what you're talking about. I am going through story after story of God, please Sodom and Gomorrah, the situation and rain fire (laughs) on this individual (laughs) and, and this assembly when really he would turn it around. I mean, gosh, so many times. And I ended up almost sitting there like Joseph and all my brothers are before me like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. And it was this huge moment of grace. He's the God of recompense. He will handle it. So that everyone gets exactly, not only, maybe you could say what they deserve, but what they need. Because he ultimately is God. He's in control. He's the father. (laughs) He can love them to death if he needs to. (laughs) He will do this how he sees fit. And that's the freeing part. It's not up to you to bring justice, everybody. It's not up to you to be Batman. Let God save the day.
2: You very well may not be called to be the one to bring healing and restoration, to the church that hurt you. In fact, chances are you're not. And unless you've specifically heard that from the Lord, I probably wouldn't think that that is what you're called to do. Now, what you are called to do is to recognize what happened in God's truth. We have to ask Him for the truth of what happened. And then we are responsible for taking our own hurt and bringing that to Him and healing so that we don't inflict that same hurt on others. When, we've, when we were talking about doing this off-topic, I was reminded of the movie, it's also a book, The Shack. And Daniel, you told me before we started recording that you haven't seen that movie, and I would warn you, don't see it without a box of tissues nearby. It is a cry from the beginning to the end kind of movie. It is absolutely it will wreck you.
0: My sister's keeper all over again.
2: In the best and worst <laughs> ways all at the same time. In this movie something awful happens. Um a person's daughter is killed. And the process of this movie is I mean this is a fictional account people but the 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 protagonist goes and gets to talk to God. And God takes him and shows him his daughter's murderer's past, takes him into this cave where he sees various scenes from the murderer's childhood and how the murderer was abused and how that led them to then become an abuser. And then we see the history of the person who abused the murderer. And it's like this big domino effect. And we see This person hurt this person who hurt this person who hurt this person who hurt this person. And I want to take it back, dear listener, to our very first point that the actual person who did the very first hurt and every subsequent hurt was actually the enemy. He is making giant ripple effects to destroy our lives. We are responsible for not being a victim and instead breaking this crazy cycle. Pulling our domino out of the pile so that we do not knock one another over. And that is something I can commend the pastors who I was under when I got hurt. What happened to me is nothing compared to what happened to them and the churches that they were in in the past. They were hurt. And then yes, I got hurt, but it wasn't in the same way because they did grow and they did heal. And while it wasn't complete and it wasn't full, It was better than what they suffered.
0: So, really, what you're saying is be responsible for your own healing. Like, definitely grasp onto that and then take it a step further even if you want and kind of what Corey and I are doing now and weaponize your testimony. That's a phrase that was new to me. The idea wasn't, but I I love the phrase weaponize your testimony. God doesn't lose. And even in the moments where you think that you did, he will use that to his glory he will restore you he will make you whole he will make you a new creation a lot of times it just requires a little effort from us you know what if it's been a while since you walked through that threshold of the church maybe you just start thinking about it again if it's been a while since you even talked to the father maybe strike up a conversation maybe crack open that bible it's never too late to come home and you're talking to somebody who's been on a an eight year vacation come home come back to the father come be part of the body you know if you need to sit there right now have a quiet moment all these things that core and i just talked about maybe you just share your heart with the father let him heal the source because the pain isn't the point it's a distraction it's the enemy it's that spider we were talking about getting you stuck but what god wants to do is get rid of the spider put you back back with him back where you belong and reawaken that calling that anointing that he put in you from day one back when you were in your mother's womb and that the enemy has tried to steal from you ever since.
2: And when you have healed and when you are healthy, that weaponizing of your testimony might look like starting a podcast and having an off-topic conversation about healing from church hurt, or more likely, it might look like connecting with someone that you see get hurt and letting them know that they're not alone that you've been through it, that you've you see what they're going through, and that there's hope on the other side. Because, dear listener, there truly is hope on the other side. The church is not the problem; the enemy is the problem, and I can guarantee you there are healthy, not perfect. Healthy, (laughs) right on, healthy churches that you can connect into and have safe relationships. Again, not perfect, not perfect. We're going to get rid of those unrealistic expectations. You can get in and you can actually help other people heal from what you have suffered. And that's when you get to weaponize your testimony. So again, just a quick recap. All these church hurts are from the enemy, not God. Pain is not the point. Isolation is bad. Try to find another church or group of believers that you can identify with and connect
0: with. It's hard when your safe place isn't safe. And that comes from unrealistic expectations that sometimes bleed over not only onto the institution itself of the church, but to the pastors and workers within.
2: And sometimes it's not actually from unrealistic expectations. Some places are just abusive. And that is hard, and that is horrible, and that's when you need to remove yourself from that location, but there are safe ones out there. That is going to lead you into walking in love towards the people who did hurt you,
1: praying
0: for them, believing for them, having healthy conversations about why you're upset. Yes. And a freeing thing, again, you're not in control. God is in control. What you are in control of is being responsible to heal so that you don't hurt others, so you can stop that hurt-people-hurt-people cycle. And ultimately, you're going to move past that, and
2: you're going to be able to weaponize your testimony, and you're going to be able to set other people free, and love on them, and tear down the works of the enemy, and shine a light into someone
0: else's darkness. You've officially been charged with your homework. Until next time, take care of you.